Welcome to Bees, a podcast by Blinka and Eve. Today's quote is, If life were predictable, it would cease to be life and it would be without flavor. Eleanor Roosevelt And while our topic today isn't completely unpredictable, it certainly adds a lot of flavor to our daily lives. Today we'll be going over current events, things that are happening right now. Or like... The past week or so, you know. Now prepare to be currently updated. So first we are starting off with the coronavirus. Now we all know the coronavirus started at the beginning of this year, last year in December. Yeah. But here in Singapore, it wasn't really a big deal until like... March. March. The end of March, actually. We had HBL. That was wild. <laughs> Crazy yeah. times. I think the most I walked was from my bed to the kitchen, back to the corner in which I did all my classes. After we went through the HBL, we, now we are here, we have made it, guys. Not completely, but we're so close. (laughs) We're surviving, that's the important thing. We can go to school. Yeah, that that's the main. That's really important. I yeah. know before coronavirus, I was like, ah, oh, school. You know, I like school, but I don't want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, please don't ever put me in HBL ever again. I will, <laughs> like, panic. Yeah. Majorly. This is why we, we, you know, when things are taken away from us, we come to realize the importance, how much yeah. they mean to us. And yeah, that's so true. Like, true. it was so hard not seeing friends and things and the thing that some countries still can't go to school or they're still in lockdown it's really sad yeah so we're wishing the speediest recovery to everyone yeah who's in that situation to all the sick and we're just hoping that you know the entire world can just Mm -hmm. get it together and handle this together while in Singapore we have been lucky enough to, the government has been able to get it under control, there are some places that maybe didn't have a fast enough reaction, they didn't do D- as much. Yeah, they're still struggling and we got that, we knew that um, there will be probably a second wave. Yeah. So one of these countries that we can talk about is the United States, which there are about 9.38 million cases which actually makes up about 20% of the total world's cases. Wow. That's, that's just a one lot. country. Wow. And there are about 93,000 cases a day. There are also that's I know, it's not good. Uh-uh. There are also about 231,000 people dead, which is terrible. Yeah. Wow, imagine all just families that lost someone yeah. there must be a lot of pain right now yeah no it's terrible i think from this we can infer that the united states covid response was not ideal mm-hmm. um whether they started a bit late or just didn't do i we all know there have been those anti-mask protests yeah which in any country that's not smart yeah but it has been scientifically mm-hmm. proven that masks do actually hinder the spread of the virus. Yes, exactly. I don't understand why you would put protest against wearing a mask when it's like it's not always about yourself and protecting yeah. yourself. It's it about really protecting isn't. others. And in this time, I guess um, 
it is actually showing the selfishness of some people. Yeah, and it's obviously it doesn't reflect the entire country. There are certain people, and it's just because these are are just minor groups. Sometimes it's just better to think about the community because masks don't actually protect yourself. They yeah. protect others from yourself. Yeah, because exactly. it prevents the droplets from spreading out. It doesn't prevent it from coming in. So I think just that mindset, it just should switch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, really interesting to go with along with that. That apparently, um, according to the Straits Times, America could actually decrease the number of coronavirus deaths if they were to use masks at the same level as Singapore does. Well. So if America were to enforce the masks like Singapore does, they could actually reduce that impact. So mm -hmm. according to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation in their September 23rd update report, and I quote, if mask use could be increased to approximately 95%, the level observed in Singapore and some other countries, forecasted cumulative deaths dropped to 275,000 by January 1st, saving 96,000 lives between now and the end of the year. Wow. Close quote. So this is just why people should wear a mask. The problem with this is that, you know how we talked about conspiracy theories and this other things in like in the second episode well this is what is basically happening right now and they're creating conspiracy theories around this virus and um they think they're enforcing the mask because they uh, want to gain power they want to control us or stuff like that but um unlike the conspiracy theories that we covered in like the second episode um this or this could uh generate more harm than good you know, it's not just fantasizing about what if but it's more of like um discrediting science yeah. and actual facts yeah it has real life implications mm -hmm. well in on the other hand in north america Canada is definitely, I think, they're increasing in the cases. Mm -hmm. But the amount of cases they have total are less than the number of deaths in the U.S. So, COVID-19 is also affecting European, various European countries. And the c cases have been increasing, increasing uh, since last summer. And this has caused many restriction uh, changes. An example is Italy that now is um, closing uh, restaurants and hairdresser at a certain time and uh, to reduce the amount of people going um, to those places. And then um, the, only, the only thing that is still open is schools, but for older year levels um they will do um hbl that's good for my friends i guess <laughs> and yeah so other european countries are like spain spain who is going into a lockdown 
again and also Denmark was new restrictions and is trying to uh, enforce social distancing again and Portugal was going into a full lockdown and in Belgium they're uh, they're in imposing curfews and they're closing shops and restaurants and then in Spain one of the countries that unfortunately is doing wars is um, they have now a new state of emergency as the cases are rising and then we have Germany that it's a partial lockdown uh, from no- the start since the start of November and then we have France that it's second national lockdown and yeah Europe was doing great after they they had their first lockdowns but now after the summer and they were less strict so um, well now they they saw that those restrictions that they removed were actually important and we're seeing now the results of what they done they did ah why you gotta be like singapore and just stay consistent yeah actually i really like how singapore yeah, is coming I'm with it really, my mom was upset about the lockdown but i was kind of like you know what i can deal with it and now yeah. here i am so so freaking grateful yeah so apparently malaysia also is reviewing COVID-19 rules on their social and sports activities um, as the cases increase. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking of finding stricter rules as they have more cases coming in and being found in the community. So our upstairs neighbor is just <laughs> stricting it up, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. that will result in a problem as well uh, for uh, pef- workers who come yeah, from Malaysia to Singapore. It's kind of crazy how a lot of things are actually like interconnected. Yeah, exactly. So cases in one country can actually impact another country, not necessarily by the transmission of cases. Yeah. Because obviously you could have people mm-hmm. coming, bringing the virus but i think since travel is mostly closed it's more like um resources resources and materials and trade mm-hmm. like labor labor, labor. yeah workers mm-hmm. yeah so, so our next topic is politics not my thing <laughs> and international relations i think the most okay i think the most significant political event happening right now are the American elections. Woohoo! Yeah. So election day this year was on November 3rd, 2020. And well, what does this mean? Obviously the results of this election will have very significant global impacts. Like yeah. no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It, it will impact the world because America that is such so a true. big country. Yeah, it's it is. It's really powerful. Yeah, really powerful. Influential. Yep. There you go. Influential. Oh the world. So, <laughs> <laughs> although uh, for us, we get the election results. We see them come in live. 
Because mm-hmm. this is all happening overnight back in the States. But for us, because of the time zone differences, it's, yeah. we're watching this happen in lifetime. This is yeah, my first right time now. seeing an election like this. And really? it's very, like, stressful. It I'm is. not going to lie. Cause and I'm not even, like, directly yeah. impacted by it. But it is stressful. It is stressful. But how do American elections work? Okay, so first there is the popular vote, which is done on election day, and mm-hmm. the votes are usually counted overnight. So this year is November 3rd, and it's usually the first Tuesday of November. Mm-hmm. So the popular vote basically, it decides which candidate gets the electors in the electoral college um, from each state. So mm-hmm. I think all states except for two just go um, one candidate just takes all. Oh, okay. Uh, I think, I can't remember exactly the two states that don't. I think they're Maine and Nebraska. The number of electors is decided on the state's population mm-hmm. and the House okay. of Representatives. So after the popular vote is decided and the electors are awarded to each candidate, then um, the electors will get together, and mm-hmm. then from there they will vote on the president and the vice president. But after the electoral college, I believe this year is taking place. They're meeting on December fourteenth, mm-hmm. and that's the date where the president is technically assigned. But we don't actually know who the president is until I think Congress approves the electors' pick, oh. which is in January. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the date is January 6th. Wait. So until then, we just kind of assume the president based on the popular vote and the number of electors that each candidate is awarded. Okay, so when does like the term ends? Like when does the new president? When do they get in office? Like when oh, the date? The inauguration. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because like. Does it mean that we have to wait until the 6th of January for the new president gets into office? Okay, so the inauguration date this year, or I guess not this year, but for this election, is the 20th of January. Oh, okay. So yeah, we have to wait until the 20th of January to officially have a new president. That's a long time. The interesting thing about this year is that there are more mail-in ballots, I think, than ever before. And because of the virus, obviously the ballots take longer to be counted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably means that the results will take maybe a week. They're expecting, they say a week, just so that people are sure and so that mm-hmm. people don't jump to conclusions. Yeah. So it's always important to note that if the results aren't out, then just be patient and don't believe anybody who claims they already won. Who claims to have won. That's what people are saying. Just don't assume things until the official result is out. That's what we've been told. Yep. So We already mentioned how these elections are going to affect not only um, the United States, but also the rest of the world. Many people in countries around the world do not want Trump to win as the US election oh I already said that. Do not want Trump to win. In Western Europe the lar- there are large majorities that want Trump to lose. In fact, a poll taken in Germany, Italy, Britain, France, Denmark and Spain 
About 15% actually supported Trump, and that is a low number considering the total amount of yeah, people that. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, a majority of people want Biden to win, but two thirds do not have high expectation of him, though. Yeah. That Which is honestly true. can be said for most people yeah. that are, want to vote for Biden, that would vote for Biden, or that did vote for Biden. I've heard that a lot of people often say they he wasn't their first pick, but instead, in their opinion, the better pick. The uncertainty of the election could possibly lead to more uncertainty in the markets in Europe as they may fluctuate depending on the results. So Steen Jacobson, an economist at Saxo Bank, says that there are three possibilities for the election. It means that there is a 50% probability that there is a contested election, meaning the losing candidate questions the validity of the result a 25% probability of a clean sweep by Biden, or 25% of Trump winning. That's not a very positive outlook. Yeah. I guess it's more of a realist look. Yeah, like, exactly. Honestly. I mean, it's proba- probably the 50% probability. That's the highest chance. Yeah, will happen. So far, it doesn't. Something interesting that I found while doing research for this was that Apparently last year, Trump threatened to potentially start a trade war in Europe, with Europe. Um, So there is a possibility that if Trump is re-elected, he will go through with that. Earthquake that hit uh, Greece and Turkey and brought deaths and floods. And the magnitude in Turkey was was 6.6 and that's really high although not a lot of not many people died a lot were injured another tragedy is that there was a typhoon in the philippines which killed 20 people and the philippines are actually in the process of preparing for another cyclone Mm -hmm. after the natural disaster so that's not good yeah it's not looking good for these places Luckily, Singapore is sheltered. Yeah, I we know. We don't really right? experience a lot of... The only thing we experience is like the crazy rains which are <laughs> Yeah. So next, we're on to our section called the Good News Corner. Because yes. the world isn't all bad. Yeah. So, the first news is that a whale sculpture caught a metro train, a Dutch metro train that was going to crash. And that is so good. This is why you should have things that look useless, but then they will save the day, like in this case. The next bit of good news is that after 45 years, the gray wolf has successfully been lifted off the U.S. endangered species list. I love when we can finally, like, remove species off the endangered list, not in the extinct direction, but in just, like, the protected direction but Mm -hmm. um so it has been 45 years since the wolf was listed under the endangered species act and now it's not so so that's good conservation efforts have been useful and yay yeah that's really good 
another good news I'll say is that Shilankru's Navy and volunteers rescued 120 whales after a mass stranding. That is so good. And the majority made it out alive. I love when people come together to help Mother Nature and animals and... I know. Another bit of good news is that... <laughs> I love this one. There is a new wall of hope in Children's Hospital Neonatal Ward, which helps families to stay strong during the hard times of prenatal intensive care. The, or as they call it, the NIC unit, the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the NICU. Yeah. So, in Arizona, the Mesa, Arizona Hospital, Banner Children's at Desert created a wall of hope with pictures of now healthy kids um, holding pictures of when they were tiny babies hooked to monitors and only weighing a few pounds. And so they have a whole wall of just these recovered kids. That is so cute. With pictures of them when they were born. Just to help families know that it's okay, that they get out of this and they'll be okay. So it helps to keep their spirits up. And it's, if you get the chance, I recommend going onto the Good News Network and searching this up because we'll yeah. have really cute pictures of the children and we'll boost your spirits too. Yeah, it just makes me happy just looking at it. A final note, we wanted to mention how Right now in Poland, um, Poland has delayed the implementation of the abortion uh, rule uh, because of the protests that have been going on in the past few weeks. Um, I think that's really, it just shows how the people, when they know what is violating their rights, I think that's so cool how protests actually do make a difference. Mm-hmm. The people using their voice mm-hmm. in a constructive manner, it's really, it speaks a million words. Yeah. Just using their voice to speak up for what they believe in, for a noble cause, it's, I think it's powerful, so. Yeah. Let's just hope that, um they will if the protest continues which i think they will uh they will reach good results and yeah, they I will stop that, the, yeah, this implementation I hope that the government listens to the people what the people want for the benefit of women in poland the um, whole society at yeah, the end the of society the day at the end, yeah. because a country that does not support its women cannot succeed yeah i agree every Yep. So, congrats. Let's yeah. hope that this can progress into something even better. Something more permanent and more equality for the people. Yeah. The possibility of having a choice. The choice. Pro choice. Before we end this episode, we would first like to take this opportunity to ask for your participation. For our next episode, we want to do a Q&A with questions from you. They can be as random as you like. And if there's anyone in particular from the school that you think could answer your questions best, then we can try to make that work out too. Just send your questions and the person to one of the emails below, and we will do our best to give you the answer. Now for the fact of the day. Did you know that there are three types of tears? Basal tears, reflex tears, and emotional tears? 
Thanks for listening to our podcast, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please follow our Instagram account at Bunga and Eve underscore bees. And stay tuned for more episodes to come.